welcome back to I Did This Instead of Killing Myself, a stand-up comedy podcast in Greenville, South Carolina. It is the week of November 21st, 2022. My name is David Baker. Thank you for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Special thank you. Time to be thankful. What are you thankful for? Comment. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for food, um, cookout. I'm thankful for vapes. Horrible habit, but I still do it. Thankful for uh, uh, thankful for you guys. Thank you for podcasting. People who listen to stuff like this. Local. Yeah. I, um, I hope you guys have a fun Thanksgiving. We have an abbreviated week of comedy because of that. But take a break. Eat a lot. And um, enjoy this week's episode, too. Um, got a very good guest today. My guest today is You Bad. Olo, olo, olo. Um, I just butchered his last name. Ubad is um, a new friend of mine. He's from Nigeria um, originally. And his, his full name is very hard to pronounce. Just try to read it on the screen. Ubad, olo, olo. Um, he's originally from Nigeria. Now he lives in Huntsville, Alabama. Ubad comes to Greenville um, because of his work. Um, he uh, he's in sales, insurance, that kind of thing. We don't talk a ton about that, but basically, he has a few months out of the year where he's here and he does comedy. And he's been doing comedy for several years. Grew up in Huntsville, Alabama, um, and he's very funny on stage. Incorporates his background through that. And uh, we saw each other at Radio Room and did an interview. So I uh, hope you enjoyed this interview. Um, we learned all about his background. Um, his family from Nigeria. He shares his mother's experience when she, who had lived in Nigeria in the rural part for her whole life, came to America for the first time and shares uh, his mom's experience of having ice cream for the first time, seeing America from the perspective of only being in uh, in Nigeria her whole life. Um, we also talk about uh, our first kiss, not... Him and I, him and I, uh, first, whatever. Uh, when we were kids, I share mine, he shares his. And um, yeah, a lot of other stuff too. I really enjoyed this interview. I think you will too. Check him out. Um, I think he's in town a little longer. Um, and uh, follow him so you can see him on stage. Great dude. All right, before we get to the interview though, here's what's going on this week in local comedy, the week of November 21st, 2022. Tonight, Coffee Underground, 6 o'clock It's uh, when the sign-up goes up. Or no, excuse me. Show starts at 7, 6.30 sign-up, but get there by 6. No Expectations Comedy, Travis Thubbund, Craig Holcomb. Tuesday, we have Radio Room. Uh, I'll be hosting this week, 8 o'clock um, show. Show up, sign-up. Also on Tuesday with the Art Bar in Columbia, hosted by Patrick Fowler. That's an 8.30 show. Also on Tuesday, uh, we have The Odd, hosted by James Herod. On Wednesday, Tom Emmons, Swamp Rabbit Comedy, open mic at the VFW Post, 9273 in Piedmont, 7 o'clock show, 6.30 sign up. Also, we have the Disclaimer open mic in Asheville at 8 o'clock, Carrie Goff and company, um, point of contact. No Comedy Zone this week, happy Thanksgiving. Um, Friday, I'm not sure if they're doing it, but I'll just say shout out um, and Ask Dante for sure, but all jokes aside, at Habiba's Mediterranean Restaurant, it's a 9 o'clock show. Saturday, very special show, one-man show by Craig Holcomb. Um, he's doing a show at Paper Moon Studios, 2415 Old Bunk, 
Buncombe Road. Doors at 7, show at 8 o'clock. Proceeds are to raise money for the Timeless Therapy Clinic. And this weekend at the Comedy Zone, Friday, November 25, we have Coco Brown. She's got one show on Friday at 8 o'clock and two shows on Saturday, November 26th at 6 and 9 o'clock. Tickets available at GreenvilleComedyZone.com. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys have a great week. I hope you enjoy my interview with you bad. Here it is. By doing like some Zoom episodes, I didn't get a chance to like. Yeah, we through. do everybody. Okay. All right. we're, we're rolling right now. Okay. We're yeah. rolling now? Yeah, we are. Oh, wow. Okay. All yeah, right. That's wow. how chill we are. That's how, that's how that's informal that. it is. Okay. But yeah. You bad. Well, that's what I say. Yeah, could yeah. you give me your full name for the for the for the folks at, for the folks at home? Okay, so um, my full name is Obarunim Olowulowu. That's in the Nigerian dialect. Go ahead, go ahead, and mess it up. Obarunim. I need you to say it again, actually. Obarunim Olowulowu. Obaruni Olowulowu. Yeah, but that would be the. You know, in the Nigerian dialect, okay. uh, language we speak. Okay. So there are two main tribes in Nigeria. Uh, well, the northern part is mostly Muslim. Southern part is mostly Christians and the Christian part. Uh, two main tribes where I'm from, Igbo and Yoruba. Okay. And I'm from the tribe of Yoruba. Yoruba? Is this yeah. the southern part of Nigeria? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're from the Christian part? Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, uh, the language we speak, my tribe speaks, is Epe. Epe. <laughs> Epe? <laughs> Not even close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled E K P E Y E, and you kind of you got to kind of bath the epe, 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 epe. Am I still not even close? <laughs> close enough for a white guy. Close enough for a white guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, the way it's pronounced is Obarunim Olowulowu. Obaruni Olowulowu. Yeah. So. It's spelled, uh, you might need some ad libs here, but it's spelled U B A D H U N I M. H U N I M. Yeah, so that's the, my first name. And then my last name is just three letters, just over and over and over and over and over again. Okay. Yeah. O L O W O L O W O. Yeah. When we publish this episode, I'm going to put your full name. I'm yeah. Saying. Yeah, do that. And then when I have to say it, I might just yeah. put you bad. Yeah. Well, uh, how I got my nickname, Miss um, Chun, my fourth grade teacher. Now, uh-huh. That lady, she was a snake. Oh, man. She was a mean lady. This was, yeah. This was back in like, you know, 90s growing up. Yeah, and I remember back then, like she had this yardstick, and if you were misbehaving, she'd reach out and touch you in the head. Yeah, and it was more than a little touch. She actually yeah. broke quite a few yardsticks. Yeah, she broke the yardsticks yeah. on the kids' hands. Yeah, uh, on the no, the head. The heads. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she hit you over the head if you were misbehaving. So did she say you bad? Well, well she started calling me you bad because the first four letters of my name are U B A D. Because you bad? Yeah, I might have been a little bad back then. <laughs> yeah, straighten up now, but. Yeah, and so that's how I got that nickname, and it just sort of stuck. So, okay. yeah. So that was in the states, though. Right? Yeah, that yeah. Was a teacher in the states. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was born in Nigeria, and we moved to Huntsville, Alabama, of all places. Yeah. Yeah, when I was four years old. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. What was it like moving to Huntsville? Well, to be honest with you, I don't remember any of it really, because I mean, I was four when we moved here. So, mm-hmm. you know, I really don't have very many memories you know before kindergarten okay. you know what i mean i don't know if do you ha- i don't know do you have any memories before kindergarten not before kindergarten yeah no mm-hmm. a, a few i kissed a girl under a picnic table when i was five hey, that's i remember that one. okay all right yeah 
Yeah. Then I didn't kiss a girl again until like high school. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. I was like, man, this is going to be great. And then, no. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Aside from that, yeah. Yeah. Very fuzzy pre kindergarten. You don't really mm-hmm. remember much. Yeah. So you remember the first girl you kissed, huh? Yeah. Uh, I remember my first girl. Her name was Robin. Robin, if you're watching, Robin. I'm still mad at you. What? Okay, so yeah, tell me the story of your first kiss. All right, so there was this girl, Robin, in my kindergarten class, Miss mm-hmm. Wise's class, and she told me uh, to kiss her. I didn't like girls back then. Yeah, I didn't want to kiss her, but I kissed her anyway because she pretty much made me kiss her. Yeah. And then she told the teacher on me, and I got in trouble. Dude, you got me too in yeah. kindergarten. Me, yes, <laughs> in kindergarten, man. <laughs> You know what kind of kiss was it? It was just like a little peck, peck on the lips. You know, I don't even remember if it was a peck on the lips or the cheek or whatever. But I know okay. I didn't want to do it, and then I got in trouble for it. And I'm just like, girls are horrible. Yeah. You know, that ain't like girls for a while. But you know, that didn't last too long. So yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember my first one was with the, the neighbor girl. We were living in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and she was older than me. And I think she liked to play house or something like that. Okay. And she, she was definitely the assertive one. It was the same thing. She yeah. asked me to kiss her. Uh-huh. It was under the picnic table, under this little Fisher-Price picnic table. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, that was the craziest thing ever <laughs> after we packed. And then she, then we were moving on. And I was like, do you want to kiss again? And she didn't want to. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't kiss another girl till high school? Uh, well, I kissed a girl in eighth grade. Okay. But not like a real kiss the first time i ever like made out with a girl mm-hmm. was junior year of high school okay which that's yeah. pretty late i think for most um i grew up in a uh christian home and uh okay. they put the fear of god into me about anything sexual so okay i was uh timid when it came to making okay. moves but uh yeah so anyway hey that's what's up okay. <laughs> what was your first real oh man this is great. We've never yeah. talked about this on the show. I know I'm that. trying to think. What was my first real kiss? Uh, I mean, I know I kissed a few girls, like maybe towards middle school. Not that many, but, you know, yeah. high school. But I don't remember, like, my first actual real kind of make-out session. <laughs> you know, it might have been, can we say names on here? Sure. All right. Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson? It might have been her. I'm not sure. Yeah. But anyway, I do remember. What I do remember better than the first kiss is the first time I ever saw Poontang. <laughs> yes, this is the first time I ever saw Poontang. <laughs> okay. And I remember it because of how sick it got me just from you, seeing it. You were you were disgusted? Yes, I was totally disgusted. What? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It just looked disgusting. You know? Cause I didn't know what it was supposed to look like. It, wait, did you, this is a real life? Or did you see a picture on the internet? No, this is real life. So, okay. we're in science lab. And uh, <laughs> I guess we're going to go. I'm, I'm, I, so, let's say let's just say that I'm going to uh, 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 change the names to protect the, yeah. the guilty. All right. Yeah. So, science lab, we'll just say, let's just say their names are Latrice and Esther. Okay. 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 And it was one of those things where, you know, you drop your you drop your uh pencil and you, know, you show me yours, I show you mine, right? And I didn't really want to. In the class? It was in science lab. So was the teacher in the room? Yeah, she was in the room. Well, wh- so why are you guys flashing each other? <laughs> we were bad. We're yeah. just bad kids, you know. And yeah, and bad, again, dude. I didn't even want to, okay? I didn't even I'm want to. The here. These, you're the victim. Here. <laughs> yeah, I am the victim. Yeah. I am the victim. These, these women and, out here are just entrapping you. Exactly. And Latrice, she was more like a bully. 
Because first okay. she was like, you know, you do, you show me yours, I show you mine. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. And then and I was like, you do it. No, she was like, you do it. You go first. No, you go first. Then she was like, well, Esther, she'll show you hers first. So I'm like, okay. So she made pretty much made Esther because she was a bully. She made Esther show her her stuff, right? And so, you know, she I dropped the pencil and she had it, whatever. And I remember looking at it and I was just like, oh, I was sick to my stomach. I was like, oh, why does it look like that's so nasty? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. And I didn't show mine because I was so, like, I, it, my stomach hurt for like the rest of yeah. the day. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd never seen anything like it. I was just like, because <laughs> I, I mean, you know, when you shower with your brothers and sisters, but you're not looking, you know what yeah. I mean? So I don't even remember what. You know, you just didn't, don't think of, but just someone yeah. else's. I was just like, oh, it was, yeah. it was. definitely not. But again, that was a victory. Yeah, I got me too again. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I mm-hmm. remember a pretty traumatic experience in a YMCA locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing bad. Yeah, but I was playing racquetball with my uncle at the YMCA downtown Grand Rapids, uh, and uh, when it's like super early in the morning and you're playing racquetball, there's like all the old guys are in the bathroom at the mm-hmm. YMCA and they walk around naked without towels and, uh, you know, yeah. just see full frontal nudity with old men. It's pretty traumatic. They, really? just, they just don't care. <laughs> it's just, they're just walking around. Like, they're like happy about it. They're like, oh, wow. oh this okay. is our time to yeah. just show off our dogs. To okay. And I was like, dude, yeah. Like, yeah, oh. like to your point, I mean, you know, you see, you know, uh, at that age, like, Maybe like yeah, I had brothers. Yeah, know, but you don't even think bath anything time, about whatever. It. Yeah, We're not looking. Yeah, so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I like how this show started. You bet. This is uh, wow. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know we were talking about this, but all right. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. All right. So you, so you, uh, from Nigeria? Yeah, from Nigeria. Moved here very young. Now, yeah. and you still have ties to to Nigeria, like your well, mom. We were talking about. Before. Okay, so we moved here when I was four. All yeah. right. To Huntsville, Alabama. My uh, dad first came here on a student visa going to uh, Alabama A&M. Okay. okay. Then after a while, he sent for my mom, brother, and sister, and me, and we've been here ever since. Okay. What did yeah. your dad decide, do, uh, decide to do for a living? Well, he originally came here to do medicine, believe that or not, but he ended up getting a business degree. Okay. Yeah, and, you know, didn't really do much with that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But uh, uh, so we moved here when I was four, and then I have another little brother and sister that was born here. Okay. Yeah, so, mm-hmm, so five of us. Yeah. So, but all my extended family is still in Nigeria. Well, my, all my grandparents are deceased now, but um, yeah, my aunts, uncles, you know, cousins, all those. Yeah. Yeah. And you said you haven't been back. You were going to go. Yeah. Back. I was supposed to go back uh, August of last year, but I ended up catching COVID. Yeah. Okay. Of all things. So, ended up catching COVID and couldn't go. As uh, I got me, my mom, and my aunt uh, some tickets to go back. And I was I was really excited to go, end up catching COVID. Now they still went, and you know, so my aunt got stuck here basically. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's why you know we, we were going to take her back basically. Uh, so she came November 2019, and she was supposed to go come back, uh, go back like in like April or May of 2020. Yeah. Well, the whole world shut down in yeah. like February. Yeah. So. Uh, she was stuck here, but like I said, like don't feel sorry for her at all. Okay, she yeah. was having the time of her life. I mean, yeah. she gained like thirty pounds when she was here. Okay, because yeah. <laughs> she wasn't used to eating any time yeah. she wanted to. Yeah, it's just what uh, kind of stuff did she say? Like she, so she's experiencing America for the yeah, first time, essentially, it, right? Yeah, and her, she had very limited English because she's from the rural, rural part. Of you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, 
and so rural that we don't even know how old she really is. It's just oh. an assumed age that says that was on her passport. Okay. Yeah, she was probably born at home, no hospital or anything. She still cooks over a wood stove, wow. like a wood fire, basically. Yeah. And so she's from the rural What's rural her part. approximate age? Well, I think on there said like eighty something. Eighty something. Yeah, but okay. we don't we don't really know. Okay. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's crazy. So that's isn't crazy. It? So she went from rural Nigeria to yeah. you know metropolitan yeah. like America. Yeah, um, it was. What what kind of stuff was she noticing? Like, uh, you know what? It was, was it overwhelming? Like yes. all the activity and all the stuff. Yeah, it was uh, very overwhelming for her, and it is really quite humbling, to be honest with you. She never had ice cream before. Yeah, think about that. Yeah. Being in your eighties, and she had never had ice Did cream. Did you see before. her eat ice cream for the first time? Uh well, I, my sister, because she first came in uh, to Baltimore, where my sister lives. Okay. Uh-huh. And then she, uh, you know, came to Alabama. So my sister was telling me this, like she never had ice cream before. She never even had pizza. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if you're used to like, you know, babies, basically rice and fish or chicken and, you know what I mean? That's, you know, even if you have a meat, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's yeah. it's very humbling. I took her to Subway one time and, you know, you have Subway is, you know, you order what you want. I was like, you know, just get whatever, you know, just tell them what all you want on it, get whatever you want. So I'd order my stuff and then I looked back and her face was like she's seen a ghost and she was terrified. You know why she was terrified? Because of all those choices. Yeah. Just at a subway. So, I mean, I didn't get it at first and then it clicked and then, so, you know, I helped her, you know, order what all she wanted and everything. But, yeah, it was very, very humbling, man. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. I yeah. actually feel the same way about Subway. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Not the same way, but like, yeah. Uh, but I, I think that's true in general. Like human psychology, choices are overwhelming. If you give somebody too many choices, mm-hmm. they'll just shut down or be like, "Oh, I don't want to deal with that." If you yeah. want to keep it, so, but that's why. Subway frustrates me compared to like Jimmy John's. If you go to Jimmy John's, I just pick number nine. Yeah. There you then go. you put everything on it. I don't have to think about what to pick. But uh-huh. Subway, they're like, do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want... I'm like, dude, I'm paying for you to come up with the formula. <laughs> just give me the thing. Give it to me fast. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, I know a lot of people like to pick what they want, but. Jimmy John's bread is so hard, though. Yeah. I'm not a fan of their bread. Yeah. You know. I used to love the bread, but I see what you're saying. It almost has like a synthetic taste to yes, it. Yes, it's 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 it, like it's white bread, so it's like I think you know it's they white say wheat bread's bre- healthier for you. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's white bread like wrapped in plastic. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, it's Jimmy hard. John's. Yeah, so I still I still yeah I fuck with Jimmy John's, mm-hmm. but I, I hear your point about the bread. Yeah, but that's crazy. So she was just overwhelmed, staring at all of the yeah. all these options. Yeah. And um, I mean, is that more like variety of food that she's accustomed to having an option? Just variety of anything. Variety of anything. Yeah. 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 Another story. So, uh, so my mom and my sister had took her to the aquarium in Atlanta. Yeah. So I I never went. I lived in Atlanta for four years, but I never mm -hmm. went to the aquarium. Uh, I've been to the aquarium quite a few different aquariums around the country. I've never been to the Atlanta one. Yeah. So my sister, uh, you, you know, she said that you know. She was acting kind of just a little weird. Like, she wasn't like her normal self. And anyway, when they were leaving, they, she asked, like, are you okay? Like, you, you, everything all right? Do you, you not feel good? And you know what she said? What? She said, all these fish here. Nobody eat them? <laughs> Nobody eat them? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and they, they said they just busted out laughing. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> so she's like, so you pay money. 
just to look at just to look <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it took her to an aquarium and she thinks she's at a high-end fish market yeah man. <laughs> yeah but coming from there like comes aware there's a lot of fish everywhere like i guess she thought we're just gonna like pick out a great white shark yeah. and fillet it and just point them <laughs> put out it on the grill or and something have a guys go in and stab it and feed it yeah yeah, yeah. she's so. got a point mm-hmm yeah and she didn't she couldn't like understand like why we would go someplace with all these different fish pay money uh-huh. just to look at them it didn't make any sense to her what was her favorite thing about the states <sighs> i don't know what her favorite thing was i think it was uh her and my mom and they would talk it's in their language you know, and I, I couldn't understand it, but just the joy in her face, just being around family and like, you have to remember where she's from, like, there's no video calling there. There's video calling. I mean, you have cell phones and you know, things like that, but there's no video chat. Yeah. And, you know, where she's from, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you might have to walk a few miles to get to a telephone. Right. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. just the joy in her face, just being around my mother yeah. and us, it yeah. was yeah, I think that was her favorite part, and the definitely the food. The food, <laughs> the food, because, um, so she, she, my sister told me that she had never had ice cream. Well, I gave her a Snickers ice cream bar one time. Oh, those are money. Dude. Yes, I love Snickers. Yes, ice cream bars. she bit into it, and it's like her whole face just lit up. <laughs> <laughs> her whole face just lit up, and it's like, dude, I can't. Yeah, moments like that. If you're just, used to like rice and chicken yeah for your, rice for 80 fish. years and mm-hmm. then you have a snickers ice cream yeah <laughs> just this i mean just that would be boom. overwhelming blunt mind blowing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's mm-hmm. awesome i like your positivity too by the way What's before that? we started recording i asked you how your day was and you're like it's amazing never had a bad day no i don't know america yeah it's uh you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't really believe it. I mean, I'm not gonna say you can't have a bad day, but I guess it's all in how you look at it, perspective. You know, because really, your average bad day, like really, how bad is it? Yeah. You know, what I mean, I can see if you know someone passed away, or mm-hmm. but even if you know you got in a wreck, yeah, if you walked away from it, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's a car is replaceable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, your life is not. I mean, how bad? Like your bad day. If you got in a wreck and totaled a car that you just bought yesterday, mm-hmm. think about being somewhere where you don't even have a refrigerator. You don't know what you're going to eat tonight, much less tomorrow and the rest of the week. Yeah. You know? So. Perspective. Yeah. 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 And my uh, One of my bosses told me I was working at AIG American General years ago, and he said something to me that I never really thought about. He said, if you can open your refrigerator and get something out of there and eat, you are richer than two thirds of the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Think about that. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, I don't know how Nigeria compares. I've never been to Africa. I've been to Haiti before. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Haiti? Yeah, I've, been, I've never been to Haiti, but I've been to the Dominican Republic. So Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Dominican Republic, um, I've never been there. Um, but, uh, yeah, same island. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, when I went there, it was... Um, it was just, it was insane. I mean, everybody told me it would be crazy because mm-hmm. the infrastructure there is not what we were used yeah. to here. And the uh, political system is just um, very chaotic. And, yeah. Um, you know, um, but uh, same kind of thing. Like, it's it's not even, like the, the food was one thing definitely I noticed. 
um, like all they, they we we ate was like we ate goat. We ate a lot of goat. Oh, I love goat. Yeah, is goat. that a big in Nigeria? Yeah, as goat, well? goat's my favorite meat. Is it really yeah, by far? Okay, yeah. goat's like a delicacy. Like if there's any special occasion, you're gonna eat goat. Okay, yeah. If there's someone gets married, you're eating goat. You're eating you goat. Know, if someone graduates, you're eating goat. I mean, yeah, goat's my favorite. Yeah. For sure. And then, you know, the juices there and the Coca-Cola there was amazing. Because really? it was real sugar cane. Mm. So um there there was really good food there and everything. But um but yeah, the it was it's much poorer and like um you know, I I don't even know like if the access to clean drinking water was consistent throughout all the villages mm-hmm. we were at. And um you you know, water just from dirt, well dirt or floors and four walls and a tin roof kind of is mm-hmm. what the houses were like. And I was just like, Man, you know. Did you get your water from a well or um our place we had I think we had bottled water somehow. Okay. Um that kind of came in on a truck. Okay. okay. But uh but yeah, I think depending on like who you're talking to and like the villages, they, I think they got water from like a well or a stream nearby, mm-hmm. which, uh, I don't know what was, if there was anything wrong with that, but <laughs> I'll oh. tell you a story about that in a sec. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so this is kind of nasty, but <laughs> go ahead. Dude. Uh, when my mom got her, uh, citizenship, she had took my little brother and sister that was born here. Cause no one had actually seen them. You know, this was, you know, years ago. And I remember my little brother telling uh, that you know everyone like you know just doo-doo's like in the river and stuff right but it's the same river that <laughs> you know you drink out of as well. <laughs> wait that's how it is in nigeria yeah yeah, yeah where they were a place where they were at yeah. and i was just always thought like so you, you drink i hope you're there drinking upstream yeah <laughs> yeah and and you know defecate downstream but i always thought that was just a little you know yeah but I guess water purifies itself. I don't know. Yeah, the water. I mean, we didn't have indoor plumbing, you know, yeah. a few hundred years ago or mm-hmm. anywhere. So, um, yeah, I was. Uh, I went to uh, Paris. I don't think I've mentioned this before. Went to Paris. Nice. Yeah, I always wanted. It was my first time go ever there. going to Europe. That okay. was like in August. I went. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, it was really cool. I like. I like history, and um, mm-hmm. we went to the Louvre, uh, that their that museum there, and. Um, uh, I don't know. Are you familiar with the the Louvre and the history of it? Yeah, I took French from first grade through eighth grade. Oh, awesome! So you yeah. probably know all about this. Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to visit there. Yeah, bucket, yeah. bucket list. For yeah, sure. you need to go. Mm-hmm. It's 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 pretty breathtaking. The architecture is very beautiful, mm-hmm. and the um, the original foundation of the Louvre was a, a castle fortress, mm. and the foundations are still there. So when you enter the museum for the tour, you go down into like a basement level and the original walls of like the, the outside of the castle mm-hmm. are still there and they okay. actually have rocks and um, with the, with the markings of the stonemasons because okay. in that time they would um, to, as a show of their work, they would sign or, or make a mark mm-hmm. to to say that you know they had quality work and could be hired for other jobs, I okay. guess. But one of the things strategically of where they built the fortress was next to a river and there was a um, kind of like a channel, like a uh, tube, I guess, in the stone wall where like all the wastes human waste mm-hmm. would go down mm-hmm. and um it was it was wide it was wider than it needed to be and they think that's because they would also put uh bodies down it okay. like when people died oh wow okay. yeah 
and uh, there was like a moat around it mm-hmm. but the moat connected to the river and then the river there would be like a current and that would flush all of the the waste and, mm. and i guess bodies downstream yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah yeah so maybe similar setup to the yeah maybe <laughs> as long as yeah as long as they're upstream they're drinking water upstream mm-hmm. they would be good but yeah but yeah man i i like talking about that kind of stuff because I, I i feel like you know we do have a lot of modern day amenities to be thankful for there's a lot of problems in the world but there's also a lot of good stuff yeah um, definitely so dude so you live in alabama now but you're visiting greenville you visit greenville for, yeah. for work for periods out of the year right? yeah so i'm up here for like two months every year uh we do the south carolina school district's benefits their medical dental vision all that stuff so i'm usually in a greenville area and uh yeah so it's the school system that's your your clients yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah, so school district we do a lot of school districts hospitals and plants so uh, you know open enrollment times the busiest time of the year yeah um, so yeah it's, it sounds like really important and i know i'm like way overdressed Dude, for this it is important you are balling <laughs> out right now no this is I, yeah, I, told, I think it's a chance to change yeah. y'all. So. No, I told you, you're the best dressed person who's <laughs> ever come and done this interview. Not on purpose, y'all. This, <laughs> I didn't get a chance to go home and change. I would have been late. So here I am. Right. So, mm-hmm. so how did you get connected in with the, the Greenville comedy scene? Were you doing comedy before mm-hmm. uh, in Alabama? Well, did you start when you, you kind of started coming up this way? So uh, I've been coming to Greenville since 2013. Okay. All right, so, so two months every year since 2013. And um, I started doing comedy. Uh, a buddy of mine, shout out to John Tilson. Yeah, it's a white guy from Boston. Hilarious. He lives in New York now, following okay. his dream. Do your thing, Tilson. But uh, so we travel together and stuff. I do a lot of travel at my job, and he would go to these open mics. And, you know, he, I'd hold the camera for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one day we were talking, and he was like, man, you ought to go up there. I was like, not going up there and he's like man you're pretty funny you gotta go up there i was like yeah nah i'm not doing it so john tilson was doing mics here yeah well no not here uh whenever we would travel together he would find open mics and he would do it oh okay. yeah so i do so a lot of travel go anywhere yeah so whenever we travel together he'd always find an open mic and do it yeah all right so and i'm telling you a long story how i started doing it in greenville but uh so oh, we got time bro <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> so Fast forward a few years later, you know what I mean? I'm not even working with him anymore. And I went to a local comedy show in Huntsville, Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah. And when I tell you, like, I didn't laugh that whole time. I didn't laugh that whole time. And, you know, I got a pretty good sense of humor. I don't think it's that hard to make me laugh. (laughs) You know, these people suck. Yeah, they sucked really, really bad. Yeah. So I left there thinking, like, man, I can do a better job than that, you know? So I hit him up. The next day, and I tell him, you know, I went to this local comedy show, and it's like, it was just not funny. You know what I mean? I know he had done open mics, and he's hilarious. Yeah. So he was like, man, you ought to go up there and do it. I was like, yeah, but I don't have anything to talk about. Yeah. So he starts telling me all these stories that I've told him over the years, and he was like, just do all those. So... I was like, like what? So he started telling me like story about like how my dad tried to kill Santa Claus. Like, huh. yeah, true story. By Why? the way, <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> okay, I want to. Yeah, I want to put a pin in that and come back to it. Okay, yeah, and just like different stories about how I grew up in a Nigerian yeah. household yeah. and the differences and all that stuff. And yeah. like he was like, man, all that stuff has me rolling. Y'all just go up there and talk about it. Like talk about that stuff. So yeah. pretty much all my comedy is like you know pretty much how i grew up and it's yeah. all based on some type of reality you know what i mean yeah and 
so I started, I was still traveling. So I, I didn't start out doing it back home because I, I was too chicken basically, yeah. you know what I mean? But if I'm, let's say I'm in freaking Arizona or something, I don't know anybody. Yeah. Instead of me being stuck in a hotel room, yeah. you know, after work, I go out, find an open mic, do some comedy. If I bomb, I never have to see any yeah. of those people ever again. Yeah. And it was just like, it was exhilarating. It's like yeah. no pressure at all. Yeah. So anyway, one year, that's I was here in Greenville. It's like, hey, I did some comedy. And anyway, people seem to like my comedy. So. Dude, you, you do great. <laughs> Thanks, it's, man. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's awesome. Very funny. Yeah, um, yeah man. So it's been, funny. Yeah, he point, point, pointed that out to you, mm-hmm. the stuff in your life. I feel like that happens with, with uh, me still. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the things that you think to write about aren't always what ends up resonating. Yeah. Like sometimes you just talk to a friend about something that mm-hmm. you're frustrated about. Yeah. And then they'll be like, dude, you got to talk about that. I'm like, dude, I don't even think that's fun. I just yeah. that really annoyed me or that, that was something that happened to me. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, that's funny. Like that's, yeah. um, it's, uh, yeah, it comes from your, your experience. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So you, your first time was, was where in that Arizona mic or was it here? Uh, no, my first time uh, that I ever did it ever was actually uh, me and a bunch of my friends. We had rented um, a lake house or something. I think it was, no, we went we went kayaking. Or was it a lake house? I don't remember. But I did it because I've been wanting to do it. After I talked to John Tilson, I got a few stuff together, and so I just did it for a bunch of my friends. And it was like close to the Okoye River. We rented uh, like a little lake house or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, went kayaking and stuff and. Anyway, I did it in front of them, and they seemed to like it. But they were all my close friends. They weren't going to give me like Dude, I can't truth. believe you did it in front of your close friends your first time. Yeah, well, I would not have done that. Well, <laughs> I got good friends that I knew weren't going to BS me. Really? You know what I mean? And it wasn't like it was about maybe 12, 13, 14. I was, you know, friends, girlfriends, all that, and the okay. girlfriends and all that. So I did it in front of them, and they liked it. And then like I was headed to Cleveland like three weeks later, mm-hmm. and then I did it in Cleveland and. Man, I've had the bug ever since. It's something about being on stage. And I, I, I said this before, like the feeling you get on stage, only thing better is like pussy and food. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what how you feel about it, but I mean, <laughs> when you're up there, you're killing. You're getting laughs. What's better than that? Pussy and food. What else? Nothing. Yeah, I mean. I, I laugh because uh, you're right, man. You're mm-hmm. right. I, uh, a friend of mine recently described the feeling as, uh, you know, still to this day, like I, I, I do it every week, have for two years and, um, like multiple times a week. And I still get nervous every time a little bit before there's like that adrenaline right before Mm -hmm. you go on. It feels like you're jumping out of a plane every time you don't Mm -hmm. know what's going to happen. And, uh, yeah, when you're up there, oh man, it's, it's, it's amazing. And well, if it's going well, Yeah, yeah, it's going bad. Yeah, you want. If it's going bad, you just want to shrink. It's almost equally, like as as good as it can be on the bad side. But mm-hmm. uh, think about doing bad where the town where no one knows you, <laughs> and you yeah. never have to see anybody. It's like no pressure at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although I do remember a show I bombed in rural Tennessee in front of people that were just confused about what I was saying. And after that, <laughs> oh man, I remember we went to Hooters afterwards with the buddies. I was like, dude, fuck these people. Like, they don't understand anything. <laughs> And I was like, no, I just wasn't funny, but yeah, like I, yeah, but uh, 
Yeah, it is. It is nicer if you know they're never gonna see you. Yeah, it is. But you said, yeah, pussy. I I laugh too because after shows, I have a tendency to like binge eat. <laughs> Late at night, I'm like riding the high. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, I'm gonna get some cookout and I'm yeah. gonna like crush. Yeah. And uh, it's nice if you got a girl to talk to too. Yeah. Single yeah. at the moment, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, yeah, that's good too. <laughs> that's good too. Oh man! So you were hooked ever since, huh? Yeah. So do you have any like goals in comedy? Like, are you uh, content to kind of do it at at a, at a local open mic, occasional book show level? Or do you mm-hmm. have like ambitions to kind of take it to another level? Man, to be honest with you, like I love comedy, um, I really do, but I'm not quitting my day job. You know what I mean? It's like I am kind of content to do it, and as long as I'm good enough, and you know, I go to different places, and people will put me on shows that's good enough for me you yeah. know what i mean like i'm not quitting my day job uh but again like i mean i'm not gonna sit here and tell you like you know kevin hart asked me to go on tour what i like be like my job i'd be like <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. i see you when i get back you know what i mean yeah. yeah but i mean i also work as a contractor too so i mean i could do that if, if i really wanted to you know what i mean i just now nah, this case is coming up in california and i'm on tour i'm not coming so yeah you know what i mean so i could i could you know literally do that so yeah but I mean, I love it though, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many years in are you? So, like the first year I did it was like 2016. Okay. And then um, I didn't do it again. So I did that one with my friends, and then I did the one in Cleveland, and I loved it, but I was horrible. <laughs> and I didn't do it again for like I don't know, maybe a year and a half, two years. And okay. then once I started back. Man, I've just been doing it ever since, except for the pandemic. And um, during the pandemic, I I didn't do anything at all. Okay. Yeah, and I've been sort of just now getting my mojo back, to be honest with you. So, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a pandemic comic. I started in July of 2020. Okay. And, uh, yeah, at the time, I mean, I still work for the same company, but I had a sales job with, you know, a lot of autonomy. And, mm-hmm. uh, and everything slowed down in 2020. And Greenville was the only place that was open and doing mics. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I got hooked very quick. And, uh, yeah, I really only wanted to do comedy. But um, I think it is nice to have a day job, too, though. Yeah. Because you got to live life. I mean, what are – I kind of wonder, like, even, you know, full-time comics who tour, what are they doing on, like, a Tuesday at 10 a.m.? You it's know? Probably still just waking up. Just waking up. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd be such a piece of crap if I was just only doing comedy. I would nap all day, eat like shit, roll yeah. out of bed at six, uh-huh. try and write something. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like you have to be more disciplined with your time if you have another job because you're like, well, I only have this time to write or, or yeah. prepare or whatever. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, I'm kind of with you in terms of like only like I get a lot out of it right now. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't go anywhere, I would be fine with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean... I do kind of want to stretch myself and if I feel like there's more to do somewhere else, I would, but you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, do you, how old are you? I'm 33. 33. So I'm up there, dude. Yeah. So I'm 40 and it's like, I guess, you know, we kind of have a different perspective. Cause I mean, if I would have discovered comedy when I was like 18, mm-hmm. I'd probably pursue it. Okay. But I'm 40 and you know, you hear, I'm sure you've heard of all those horror stories about these comics that have made it. Right. But before they were living out of their cars and yeah. like didn't know when they were going to eat and you know what I mean? Yeah. Homeless. Like, yeah, I can't do that. Not at 40. I could have done it when I was 18, right. 20. But now it's like, I just, I, yeah. I'm not going to say I would, I, I, 
would have yeah. loved it more when I was 18. That's why I would have done it. But I just can't. I yeah. like a steady paycheck. For sure, just, dude. You know what I mean? I almost feel like doing it at 18, that's really rolling the dice. Because you could still not make it. And then if you find yourself at 35 and no career to fall back on, yeah. what are you going to do? What are you yeah. going to do? I don't know. But I mean, so those people sometimes say that like they put the pressure on themselves so like mm-hmm. i have to make it yeah like, i don't eat if i don't if i'm not funny mm-hmm. and some people say that that motivates you to be funnier and yeah. work harder but i think it would because you know kobe bryant was yeah one speech he had rest in peace kobe bryant r.i.p kobe yeah but uh i remember he said something in one speech that uh he was talking to some people and he said don't have a plan b you know and that's that's tough yeah that's tough i'm definitely a plan b guy yeah <laughs> That's tough because, I mean, if you don't have anything to fall back on, you got to make it. So he's like, he knew yeah. he was going to play basketball and that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, man, that's that's yeah. like, you got to be on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to be on it. So, yeah. But yeah, if I was 18, I might move to New York or LA and just balls to the wall, hope it sticks. And, you yeah. know what I mean? But I'm 40 and no, I'm not doing Would you that. go at 33? Would you move to a bigger city? No. No, not it's at, too not. late. Not at no, no, I'm not saying it's too late for you, but it'd be. <laughs> I can't, I can't sleep in my car, man. I've slept in my car before. I've been homeless before. Okay, I, I've oh, slept shit. in my car. You know what I mean? You know, you're young, dumb, trying to figure out stuff in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Got home with your parents, and man, I can't do that, man. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have to sleep in my car, but yeah. you know what I mean. But apartment. I mean, but what if what if you know you can't make ends meet? You don't have a regular job. Your sister, you're trying to make. Oh, it. I keep my job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, keep your job is one thing, but yeah, being spring chicken and <laughs> not knowing what direction you're going in, you just knowing you're going to do comedy. I'm gonna show over thing or two. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people move to L.A. all the time to get in Hollywood, and you know. Oh yeah. Next thing you know, they're 40, 50 years old, still waitressing, you know, being a waiter or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? Because they they haven't found that. You know what I mean? <sighs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. What uh what what made you decide to actually get into comedy? Oh, I hit rock bottom. Really? <laughs> in a see, way. And you started to go deeper in rock bottom by oh, doing comedy? Yeah. <laughs> I decided, you know, I'm already rock bottom. What's publicly humiliating myself in front of complete strangers? <laughs> hey, it's therapy. Yeah. Um yeah, I've I've told this before, but uh I I'll tell you real quick the uh the pandemic. Um I uh, I missed out on a job that I was interviewing for, and mm. this was a job with my company that would have gone back to West Michigan. Mm. I think I was 31 at the time, or 30, 31, and I was like, you know, I've been selling, I've been off, you know, very stressful, living, you know, far away from family, and I was really unhappy on a certain level, and I was like, okay, this job will get me back home, it's going to make sense of my whole life gonna get this job and uh didn't get it they passed on me and there was only two applic there was two openings and three applicants i was one of them and they they didn't get it dang so dude yeah so yeah i was like man so i had a lot to learn about who i was and like what what really because like i was just reaching man i thought yeah going home that would solve my problem but so i was really depressed about that then covid happened and uh and the whole world stopped, including, you know, my sales. So my sales were in the tank. So mm-hmm. I was like, shit, I didn't get this other job. Now my territory numbers are going down. Mm-hmm. I could be looking at getting fired and just being, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then um, I had a, 
a back injury. I was changing my tire on the highway. And mm. uh, I think because I was just laying on the couch so much during COVID, I, I tweaked my back really bad. And over the next couple of days, it got worse. And then I had to go to the emergency room and I uh, had a really bad ruptured disc in my lower back Ooh. to where, uh, yeah, they uh, it was it was occluding on my spinal cord pretty bad. And they had to get me in for pretty emergent surgery. It wasn't like right away. It was a few mm. weeks, but mm-hmm. it was it was pretty emergent that they had to tweak that. And uh, when you have back pain, have you ever had back pain? No, no, it's it's pretty debilitating. Like you can't move, you can't do anything, and chronic pain really screws with your head. Like I was in a bad spot, so <clears throat> I uh, right as I was about to go into surgery, I uh, I read a book about quitting alcohol because I was also drinking a lot at this point. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna quit alcohol. And I thought about doing comedy before this because I'd met a comedian here in Greenville, and mm-hmm. she said she goes to open mics and stuff. So when I woke up from the surgery, I was like, all right, no more alcohol. Um, and then um, she invited me to an open mic at Comedy Zone a few weeks later. And uh, that was where I did my first mic. And I couldn't even really move because I was recovering from back surgery. So I had mm-hmm. flip-flops and shorts on and, mm-hmm. you know, just waddling up there. And But yeah, man. And I'd love comedy, you know, growing up and stuff. Just never thought, you know, doing it myself would be an option or I didn't know local comedy was even a thing. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, I really, I kind of figured out that like the thing that I was missing was me being honest about like who I was or mm-hmm. what I wanted or being yeah. creative. I was too afraid to do that before. Yeah. I, I had it in me, but I was more interested in what other people thought I should do, not mm. what I wanted to do. I picked all of my stuff and all of my stuff in life. I picked kind of safe, like. I think you'll approve of this, so I'm going to do that. No. I, I picked a really good company to work for because that's what other people think is cool. Yeah. And, and comedy was the first thing where I was like, no, I'm doing this because I really want to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try and, you know. Okay. So, nice. so yeah, dude. Kind of a deep answer. Hey, that's hey, a kind I of like long it. answer, I like too. It. That's a short. So, can I ask you another question? Yeah, dude. Because I'll let you answer first, and then I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, I want to hear. When is the moment that you do? You remember when you actually fell in love with comedy, whether it's watching it, performing, whatever. Do you remember when you fell in love with it? Um. Well, when I uh, when I fell in love with it, it was probably my first time on stage. Really? The first mm-hmm. time I got a laugh. It was really weird when I said something and I heard laughter mm-hmm. and I was like, whoa, yeah, holy shit. And you just want more of that. Just wanted more of that. Yeah. And then the second time where I fell in love with stand up as something mm-hmm. was when I saw Jerry Seinfeld special. I'm telling you for the last time is his HBO special. Okay. And that was when he retired all of his material. And I'd like the show Seinfeld, but. I had never seen Jerry stand up. I only saw the little clips at the beginning of the show and I was like, that's kind of funny, but I don't know what, what that is. And when I saw his polished hour that he had worked his whole career to build and I really enjoyed it. Um, I was like, man, that is cool. Stand up is cool. But those were probably the two moments where like stand up comedy kind of fell in love with it. But yeah, what is yours? When did you fall in love with stand up? I knew this is, I didn't, all right, so church youth group meeting. Yeah. And we watched Sinbad, Afros and Bell Bottoms. <laughs> yeah. And Sinbad's clean, obviously, uh-huh. but you don't even. We watched that, and I remember laughing so hard that my stomach 
physically hurt. Like I had done yeah. tons and tons of sit-ups. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't even know anything could be that funny. Yeah. And that's when, like, I that's my aha moment where I knew I loved Connor even way before I knew I even wanted to perform or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I guess I was, people always thought I was kind of funny, but yeah. I never thought about yeah. actually doing stand-up for real. Yeah. But that right there, man. What was the name of that special? Afros. Special. Yeah. Sinbad, Afros, and Bell Bottoms. Afros and Bell Bottoms. Yeah. Can you watch that now? Like, is it yeah. on HBO? or? Is it, uh, on- it was on Netflix for a while. Okay. And I've got, I have it on DVD. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I actually saw him. He came to Stand Up Live in Huntsville. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Me and my he's still out there to, touring, yeah. right? Yeah. Dude, he I is. Gotta, I got to see Sinbad. Yeah. And he's. It, it's, it's crazy to me how he can be that funny, that clean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like. I mean, I saw it with a freaking church youth group. About, yeah. I mean, if that tells you yeah. anything, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, man, yeah, yeah Sinbad, Sinbad's one of my favorites. Matter yeah. of fact, who who are your favorite comedians? Not well, saying the best or whatever, but your personal favorite. Louis C.K. is my okay. favorite. Uh, okay. Norm MacDonald. I got his book there. Mm-hmm. Um, Norm actually told a very good Sinbad story. Okay. Yeah. I see if I can do it without butchering it, but. Norm was going to Canada to perform. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been the Montreal Comedy Festival. Mm-hmm. And he was opening for Sinbad or something. And uh, at this point, Norm was new to comedy and he had his routine memorized word for word. And he was, during the day, he and Sinbad were going to uh, shop for socks. And Sinbad was trying to get socks. And there was nobody in the store to help him. And, uh, Norm said he watched Sinbad go out on stage and Norm had his rehearsed thing and Sinbad, instead of doing a rehearsed bit, he, he said something like, what's the deal with y'all sock stores? You, know, you got no socks. You got no people. And, and Norm was like, people were agreeing with him. He's like, yeah. I didn't even understand anything about you know how to be funny. Like yeah. Sinbad didn't have to be, he didn't have to have polished material to no. be funny. He mm-hmm. could talk about what he did that day mm-hmm. and kill. Yeah. And he said uh, he still needed to figure out a whole bunch of stuff about Mm-hmm. what stand-up really is about okay and it's it's you know so, so yeah he, so he but, said simbad norm mcdonald and yeah well i wouldn't i wouldn't put i haven't seen enough simbad oh, oh i'm that, sorry i'm but, sorry but I'm, uh, no, uh norm um louis ck jerry m- more so jerry kind of in his prime i don't i'm a, not a huge fan of his later stuff but mm-hmm. who else um i like a lot of the younger guys that are that are coming up mm-hmm. um joe list Okay. You know no, I've never heard of him. But these are some younger New York guys. Um, I uh, Dave Chappelle is an all-time guy. God, yeah, Chappelle show. Oh, we man. still quote that. Yeah, like I like his sketch count and yeah. his stand-up was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, Killing them softly. That's probably my favorite special of of Dave's. Um. Yeah, I, I like uh, another one that I like that doesn't get mentioned a lot is uh, David Spade. Okay, I think okay. he stand. I I think he's just this super likable, funny guy as yeah. an actor. Yeah, and his stand up is great. He just seems like I don't even know. Like he, I, he doesn't really get mentioned in like the top list for people a lot. Mm-hmm. But I, I just feel like he's such a nice guy. He has the perfect amount of like sarcastic kind of mm-hmm. douchebag to him. But, okay, okay. But, but he he makes it seem like he's your friend mm-hmm. without you know really knowing him. Yeah. But who who are some of yours? You, you like Sinbad? Uh, Sinbad, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Arnez J. 
Art S J. Yeah. Wait, he's come to Comedy Zone, hasn't he? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm only here for like. Oh, you're only here a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two months. So yeah. But Sinbad, Art S J, Eddie Griffin. Those Eddie Griffin. Yeah, he's definitely been here. Eddie Griffin's so slept on, man. Yeah. And I feel like spiritual. Yeah, yeah, and. Sinbad, it's like almost people have almost forgot about how funny he was. You yeah. know what I mean? Because he's not in movies anymore like he was back in the 90s. Yeah. But dude was still hilarious when I saw him like maybe, you know, it was, I guess it was right before the pandemic. But in Arnest J, Arnest J, when I saw him live, that's the funniest I've ever laughed in my whole life. Yeah. When I saw him live. The funniest I've ever laughed in my whole life. Yeah. I mean, he said on stage that his goal was for somebody to pee on himself. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> And I'm sorry, but if I was a girl and I'd had a few kids, my yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have peed all over myself. But yeah. man, my stomach was hurting bad. That's that's the hardest I ever laughed. Yeah, uh, in person at somebody because Arnett J. Yeah, mm-hmm. damn. I mean, there's everyone you know. They, How they're, do you think you kill that heart? How do you think the guys? <sighs> like, what is it? I don't know, man. Is it their? <sighs> it's a gift and it's an art. Uh huh. And it's because. A gift can only take you so far, but you have to work at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And comedy is, is is a real true art form. And I'm like, I mean, I'm still like way low on the totem yeah. pole as far yeah. as the art form. But, you know, with anything, you just get better the more you work at it. Yeah. Yeah. But, and those are just, you know, three that I'm just popping off. Of course, you know, you can't forget about Chris Rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, of course, you have your Eddie, your greats, like, you know. Uh, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor yeah. was a little bit before my time, you know what I mean? I never got Richard Pryor yeah. a, as much as... I've watched a little bit of some of his specials. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. Yeah. But like he's listed as like the GOAT. And yeah. I, 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 don't, I, I, I laugh harder at Eddie Murphy, I think, than... Mm-hmm. Um, Richard Pryor. I mean, Richard Pryor's still really funny. But it, it would have been... It might have been funnier if you grew up in that era. You sure. know what I mean? So, but then again, you can turn on... Eddie Murphy delirious and still laugh like yeah, well, yeah you know what yeah, I mean so that, I, don't, I don't know so it's it's, yeah. it's all subjective everyone's yeah. got their favorites you know uh-huh. not everyone's favorite favorite basketball players Michael Jordan you yeah. know what I mean yeah. so he's not mine I hate him I hated Michael Jordan growing up why man because he kept beating all the teams I liked <laughs> you know what I mean yeah I didn't like Kobe either man you didn't like Kobe? no no because I was a Laker hater yeah you know what I mean so yeah yeah but I respected him now he's yeah. a bad man but that don't mean I liked him because yeah. You know what I mean? I'm still upset about the, you know. Yeah. Shoot, the uh, 76ers and they lost, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted AI win a chip so bad. AI? Yeah, I wanted yeah, to win a chip so bad. And then after they won, you have to remember, the Lakers were undefeated. Right. In the whole playoffs. And then they last they lost the very first game to the 76ers. In the finals? Yeah. Okay. So think about those. undefeated for round one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Go to the finals and you lose against AI. Yeah. I was like, man, they got it. Yeah, if yeah. I was a bet man, if I would have had money back then, I would have yeah. bet. I would have bet everything. But no. yeah, he was the shit back yeah. when I was in elementary school. Everybody wanted the Allen Iverson mm-hmm. shoes and Kobe shoes too. I think I had some Kobe mm-hmm. shoes. Yeah, Kobe was the man, but oh, I hated him. Yeah. And then there was this one game where like Shaq fouled out, and I just knew like, okay, Shaq fouled out. Oh, we got this now. Uh-huh. And then Kobe just went freaking Superman. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, yeah. Who's your team? You know what? I, I live in Alabama, and we don't have a pro team. Like Alabama is our pro team. You know yeah, what I mean? Football. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, oh, sorry about your. Uh... Oh man, why well, gotta bring this up? <laughs> We're recording this the week oh. after that Tennessee game. Yeah, I was having hot palpitations. 
yeah, during dude. that game. Yeah, my heart was like. That was a good game. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No. no, when I think of a good Alabama game, it's like. It's 50 to nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where the where the field, yeah. the, the, the stands are half empty at halftime, that's what I think of a yeah. good Alabama that's what game. You want? Yeah. Wait, you, you would prefer undefeated, blowout yeah. in the playoffs? Yeah. No, they're not even on our level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead yeah. of going back and forth and like. Man, so many penalties. Like, man, let's let's not even talk about that right now, man. Yeah. Okay, so but your NBA team, you have to pick one because there's no there's no uh, Bama NBA team. So you can kind of because mm, I always follow the players. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, I was a big Boston fan back when KG and Pierce were there. You yep. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And even when Pierce and uh, Antoine Walker were doing their thing, I was a big Boston fan. And then you know that team got kind of broke up, and they couldn't get past over the hump. And then now, man, I'm a LeBron fan, man. Yeah. I am through and through. So when he was with the Cavs, I was working in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working there for like four or five years straight. We did a few hospitals out there. Yeah. So I was there for like you know two, three months a year. Yeah. So I got to see him play a few times. Yeah. And the year that they won uh, the championship in 2016, against, against I was yeah. Uh huh. And uh, so I, was, I saw him play that year too. And I always admired him, but. Yeah, I'm a big LeBron fan. So you could so say you saw you saw him that season in yeah. person, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, I uh, I I like LeBron uh, a lot too, specifically mm-hmm. because of that season. Mm-hmm. Because when he left Cleveland to go to Miami, yeah. I was not a huge fan of that move. No, it I felt very attention seeking. Yeah. the decision, you mm-hmm. know, when he announced it on ESPN, yeah. to take my talents to Miami. I was like, dude, yeah. come on, bro. Mm-hmm. But uh, when he came back to Cleveland. And he didn't have. I mean, he had some supporting guy. Who did he have around him? He had. I mean, he had Love, you know Kyrie, Kevin Love. Kyrie, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Del Vadova. Yeah, I remember Matthew that, Del that little squirrely dude who man, somehow made he was some plays against Golden State. Hey, he was scrappy though. I liked him, man. And LeBron is just getting these guys to like perform. And Golden State was the better team, I think. Like, yeah. When just talent for talent, but mm-hmm. LeBron, like, I I remember. Two moments in that championship. One was when he, like, Golden State had, like, a fast break, and LeBron came from behind. And blocked. And, and Andre Iguodala's shot. Yeah, yeah, pinned it on the glass. Pinned it on the yeah. glass. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when the buzzer went off in the cha- when they won the championship, and LeBron, like, threw the ball up in the air and screamed. Yeah. And it was, like, not to show off. not to, It was, like, pure from here. Yeah. Like, he had spent every last ounce of, of sweat effort mm-hmm. energy to do that yeah. and i was like that's fucking badass yeah dude. that is. is and I, I almost feel like even if i were a cleveland fan living there like the fact that he let la- like there's nothing more you could ask yeah from him that's you why know, when got, he left the second team. time it wasn't any uproar like right. you know what i mean and he really if people forget he really should have won too he should have won too y'all because that first year you have to remember kevin love got hurt and Kyrie. yeah so his supporting cast was Matthew yeah. Della Vadova. Della Vadova. Yeah. And it's I mean Delhi time, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Yeah. I mean, if he would have had Kyrie and Kevin that first go round, yeah. I think he would I think it would have beat Golden State the first time and yeah. they wouldn't have had that dynasty. Because yeah. he would if he would have beat him the first year, it would beat him again the second year. Yeah. And they might well, when they got Kevin Durant, it was pretty much over. But yeah. You know. So he's with the uh the Lakers now, right? Yeah, he's with the Lakers. Are they any good this year? Uh, the first uh, first season game was just uh, what yesterday, day before yesterday, and they played Golden State. Golden State blew them out, but you know, he needs some help. <laughs> yeah, he needs some. 
They need to get rid of Westbrook. Yeah. They need to. I don't know why they thought that would work. Yeah. But, no, they just need to get rid of Westbrook. The NBA is an interesting league. Like you said, you're a LeBron fan. I mm-hmm. feel like now more than ever it's it's a, a player-driven league. Yeah. And if you don't have your three superstars or two at mm-hmm. minimum, you're not going to be relevant. And yeah. it's just, you know, hedging for the draft. Yeah. Um, but it is fun. I mean, especially playoff time. Um, is basketball your favorite sport to watch? Yeah. So I'm a little weird because – with basketball, I don't really watch college anymore. I can't keep up in college like I used to. Because, yeah. you know, the, one, the good players leave after one year. Mm-hmm. So, with basketball, it would be NBA. And football, I'm all about college, man. Okay. I don't really keep up much with NFL. You know, maybe after, you know, the playoffs hit or something, I'll keep up with a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah, college football and NBA basketball, that's Damn. what I'm all about. Yeah. Dude, I'm the opposite. Really? Yeah. And that's – I'm in the minority down here in the South because down here college is the thing. And Clemson, dude, they're yeah. so obnoxious. The Clemson <laughs> fans. I'm like, dude, with your khakis and your freaking polo and your, and your yeah. class ring, I'm like, dude, get out of here. No offense. There's probably a lot of Clemson people. Yeah, Clemson, they Kirkland, definitely maybe, are. If you, yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm a I'm a Packers fan. Okay. Hard. I I grew up there. I was mm-hmm. in Michigan for a little okay. while, and then um, I was uh, my dad got a job in in Green Bay. Okay. And I moved there in '96, and that was when wow. Favre, Reggie, all yeah, those Reggie guys. White. Yeah. People forget about Reggie White. They don't really understand how much of a beast Reggie was. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that raspy voice Dude. right there. Yeah, Minister of Defense, man. Yeah. And we went to Green Bay Christian, and his kids went to our school. So every okay. once in a while, we'd see Reggie and yeah. like show up at the play, man. At the school plays and stuff. Good dude, and, man. Yeah, dude. Very good. Yeah, that's sad he passed away. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, the Green Bay, was it was uh, hard not to fall in love with the team because there's nothing to do up there. I mean, have you ever been to Green Bay? <laughs> no, I've never been. Dude, as a kid, it's fine. Yeah. As an adult, I don't know how I would enjoy it, but... You don't have to watch community. football, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah you see of. all the players on like the local car dealership commercials or just at the grocery store, uh-huh. like, part of the community. Oh, wow. And, like, you know, everybody loves their Packers. And on Sunday, like, it's just a ghost town. Everybody's watching the game. And mm-hmm. the mood of the town goes up and down with the yeah. how the team's doing. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of local pride. So, uh, and as a kid, seeing them win the Super Bowl, like, oh, like I got man. hooked on that that high of experiencing yeah. that. And then got real sad for a long time. Yeah. But, you know, we've got a good squad. We've been lucky with Favre and uh, Rodgers to have two, you know, franchise QBs back-to-back. And mm-hmm. we're usually somewhat in the mix. But. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it kind of felt like that's my excuse. It kind of feels like I'm rooting for a college team in terms of the the tradition and the the you know it's 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 about money, I guess, but it's not like you know the Dallas Cowboys where it's like a corporation. Oh it feels goodness. a little bit more you know down to earth and Cowboys. Y'all are the most delusional fans. Dude, ever. I hate the Cowboys. Yeah, I think I hate them less now. I hated them more in the '90s because in the '90s I was scared of them. <laughs> They were good. Yeah, in the they 90s were with Aikman and <laughs> oh yeah, Irving. Evan Smith, Irvin. Then when they got Dion, yeah, yeah. they kicked our asses. They had our number. Now mm-hmm. I'm like Cowboys, and eh, we can beat you guys. Yeah, but mm. yeah, man. Speaking of NFL teams, so you ever gotten booed on stage? Yeah. All right. So I've only, I've only gotten booed one time. I was. When did uh, you get booed? Tell me this. Oh, so I was in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh huh. And uh, so. I had a few jokes. This you got to know your audience. Yeah. So I had a few jokes about you know uh, the Cleveland Browns and everything. And, you, <laughs> you know, shit on them. 
Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know, it was going good because, you know, people were laughing. Like, yeah, we saw But it. this joke here got me booed out. So I told them that the Cleveland Browns were the only junior varsity team in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. I'm surprised I made it home. That yeah. night. <laughs> What did they do? Just tighten up. Oh, they were like, boo. boo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the only time I've ever got booed like, on stage. Up, my, my <laughs> Alabama could beat you guys. Yeah, that's why I was saying. Like, you know, it was all funny games. But that joke there, when I told them that the Cleveland Browns were the only junior varsity team in the NFL, yeah, yeah. there was no coming back from that. Yeah. 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 But, hey, yeah, it was dude. fun. Yeah, I got one booed time. on stage in Atlanta. The all-black crowd. Oh, really? Yeah, so, dude. It was <laughs> – so from a white guy's perspective, all right, <laughs> so white crowds and black crowds, of course the mixed crowds are, you know, whatever, right? But which ones do you prefer? Because I don't know if I have a preference, but I will say that black crowds are, they're harder because 75% of the audience is like this. Yeah. You better make me laugh. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. I I, uh, I don't know if I prefer one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably perform in front of all black crowds f- less frequently. But what I've learned is uh, you got to bring energy yeah. if it's in an all black room. Mm-hmm. And you can't fuck around. Like you yeah. better be funny. You got to come out funny fast. And, yeah. and funny in an all black room to me is like, don't, yeah, don't bullshit around. Don't beat around the book. Like hit them with the punchlines fast. Um, and and they can tell if you're being authentic, and mm-hmm. they can tell if you're not. Yeah. So like they're not gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. No. Yeah. No. And you got to get their attention. Like crowd work, I'll I'll go into crowd. I'll try and talk. Mm-hmm. Make make sure I'm talking to them. I'm talking at at them or doing yeah. some other thing I want to do. Like I'm in the room and I want to be like connected and a lot of energy. In general, you want to do that. But um, and I like black audiences that they can be less uptight. You can get away with dirty shit in a yeah, black room. Definitely. Whereas if I try to do that with I can tell you the crowds I hate. <laughs> Go I ahead. Hate. Go ahead. Rural <laughs> South Carolina. Okay. Not always but I feel like they're not always. Sorry. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know who's watching this. But sometimes I feel like the whole southern I live in Alabama hospitality. Yeah. They're judgmental. We're in the Bible Belt. Yeah, you know what I mean. I live in Alabama. So, nice to your yeah. face, judgmental, bless your heart kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're judging you, so you got to find a way to connect in a way that like shows you understand. But you know, I got to ease into that versus just being myself right away. Yeah, I got to like, yeah. So I bomb pretty hard in front of like okay. most predominantly <laughs> southern where I'm like, <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know if I just incriminated myself. But uh, but yeah, and then I do like the crowds where it's like so in Asheville. There's a mic on Wednesday. I think I was telling you about. Yeah, that I, I want I want to check that out. That here, man. Mm-hmm. And I think I like crowds like where it's like a city where there's a real mix of like a lot of different segments of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and Asheville is like a tourist town, so mm-hmm. like at that mic, there's people that are just walking around downtown and it'll okay. come in. And you know, comedies don't have some of that dynamic too, where there's like a mix of everybody. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I probably like those the best. But yeah, what okay. about you? What? Man, you know what? Black crowds are harder. Yeah. But I like the challenge. Yeah. You know, yeah. like there's this. Okay, so there's this. Uh, this club's not even open anymore, but this hood club back home, 
And so I did a show there, and I never bombed so hard in my life. Oh, <laughs> oh man, it was horrible. So it's the first time I got heckled. Of course, at a black club, right? Yeah. First time I got heckled, and I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just tried to ignore it. Yeah. And then he just got louder. He's like, you ain't funny. Next. Yeah. Get off the stage, motherfucker. You know. <laughs> and yeah, oh, man, I just. Boom. Yeah. It was so it's bad. Like it grows. The yeah. Boost, like, yeah. Like, like, like the wave. You know, uh, when people start the wave, just a few people at uh, first, and it's yeah. the whole crowd. Uh, yeah. It was. <laughs> it's it was, awful. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. It was bad. It was so bad that I just walked off stage in the middle of my set. It was so bad. But there's, a, you know beaming line there so fast forward a year and a half later and i do the same club i'm a lot more because it really bothered me because i yeah. got heckled and i didn't know what to do yeah now if i get heckled oh man that person's gonna you wish they to, never walked you tell in them to shut up well well all right so back to that night got heckled so i was there with a couple of you know partners and stuff right uh and it, it wasn't my it wasn't my best moment all right so like i found that dude after you know, later on that night, because it was at a club, you know, after the comedy show was over with. And so I pretty much was like, went up to him, like, what's all that sh- you were <laughs> talking, you know what I mean? So I was ready to like go upside his head. The guy and, who heckled you? Yeah, the guy who heckled me. <laughs> you the confronted one that, him? Yeah, I did. <laughs> no, nah, man, I, I know we're laughing about it, but it, I, I mean, I should have done that, you know what I mean? But I was still pissed, man. And yeah. then I had my partner with me that, you know, he had been locked up for a while. You, you know, I ain't going to say he was fresh out, but he'd been out <laughs> for a little bit, you know. And, like, yeah. he was. You had backup? Well, not on purpose. You know, I was just going up to him anyway. Like, right, just, right. And, it, man, but he was so humble and he was apologized. But I was waiting on him to say, like, the wrong thing and I was going to swing on him. And it's huh? bad. I know. It's, I, should, I know it's bad. That's, <laughs> and I'm not proud of it either. I'm not proud of it. But, I mean, that's just what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, I'm dude. glad that situation happened. Yeah, you know what I mean. It hurts, dude. It did, and that, that was I was gonna make him feel my pain too that yeah. night. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, fast forward like a year and a half later, and I do the same club. It was a year and a half, maybe two years later, and I uh-huh. do the same club. But I'm a lot more polished now because yeah. after that, like I was, you know, Hit dotting my eyes, crossing my T's. Yeah. I traveled a lot more. I've done it a lot more. I was still traveling a lot, but I was done doing it a lot more when I was out of town. Yeah. Just so I could be more seasoned. Yeah. So I go to that club, man. I freaking kill. Nice, man. dude. And I got to record it. Nice. You know? So it's like, oh, man. Yeah. And that feeling. You got to slay that dragon, man. Yeah, I slayed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, man. That's one thing that I'm really, really proud of. When I went back to that club, and I slayed it, and even the host, he was telling. When my other party, he's like, "Man, you better redeem himself." <laughs> he said, "It's like, man, you better redeem himself." You, like, good now. yeah, and he wanted me to come back after that. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're yeah, right. yeah. But uh, man, it felt so good, man. It felt so good. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's what coffee's all about, mm-hmm. bro. Yeah, whether yeah. it's a club or like or just a bad set, you got to come yeah. back and. Mm. Yeah, I feel like bombing only makes you stronger, man. Yeah, it does. Because you realize the world doesn't end. And mm-hmm. You're just tougher. Yeah, just and then you find out. I don't know why I didn't know this, but I was in one city and I was doing like a black church joke. You know how black church we don't ever get out on time and everything. So <laughs> you know they they pass the plate around the offering plate like three four different I times. Didn't you know, know that part? They, they go long. 
black service. Are you go. serious? How long did they go? Man, man. Two hours? Man, you had a black church, man. Your stomach was grumbling trying to. You, it's two o'clock. You still ain't ate lunch yet. What? Yeah, man. They stomach grumbling and everything, man. And passed the plate around a few times. Dang. Shoot. You know, the first time they passed the plate around is a regular offering. Then the next one is for the building fund. I'm looking around like, what's wrong with this one? <laughs> <laughs> you know? The second one. Uh, the third one is like, oh, you want to sow a seed to the pastor. Hold on a second. The pastor driving the Benz. Maybe he yeah. need to sow a seed to me. <laughs> you know, but yeah, so I was making jokes about a black church in a white club. I don't know it, when a white you know bar or whatever. And I don't know what I was thinking. And they didn't laugh. Of course they didn't laugh. You know what I mean? It's they just, should laugh. That is funny. It's relatable. <sighs> well, not as relatable. Was it a rural never, southern audience? Uh, where was I at? I might have been Knoxville, Tennessee, I think. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, but. Fuck em. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. You. If anybody sees yeah. this, dude, I'll be like, that was the guy that. <laughs> hey, he said it, not me. <laughs> no. No. Um, no. Yeah. But I mean, it's all a learning process, you know what I mean? So, and I should have known that going in, but that's another thing because I knew what I wanted to talk about before. I knew what jokes I wanted to work on at that mic. Yeah. And I did it even though I should have done something else when I got there and saw it was just white people. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Now, when did you start incorporating? Because uh, I don't know if you care with me sharing this, but you will do a thing on in your act where you will come out and do a Nigerian accent from the very beginning oh. to where people think that you, that's like how you talk. Yeah. For, like yeah. always. So, when did you start doing that? I first did it in Chicago in like probably 2018, I think. And the reason why I started doing it, so. Anytime anyone ever brings me out on stage, the crowd is laughing at me because, of, you know, he's going to butcher my name. Yeah. So the crowd's laughing at me. Yeah. So I have to win the crowd over because, like, you're laughing at me, but by the time I leave stage, I want to make sure that you're laughing with me. Right. Yeah, not at me anymore. Right. And so I tried it first time in Chicago, and it's like, I was just thinking, like, you know what? They're expecting me to have an accent or something anyway because when they say my name then i come out and in you know southern alabama draw you know what i mean so one day i decided i'm gonna do it like this so i would come out on stage i would start talking just like this now all my friends they tell me when i talk like this i sound just like my father so <laughs> i would you know just do it just like this and the crowd they would not know the difference because i'm talking just like this i make all the jokes just like this you know same jokes yes well different jokes is from a more african uh, perspective yeah. like i just came here i would even tell the crowd you know i just moved here three years ago <laughs> uh, i i'm dating an american woman she won't marry me she thinks i just want my green card you know <laughs> you know so i would just do the whole set yeah, yeah. you know just like that and then yeah. towards the end you know i'd be like you know do the reveal and then it's just man the look on people's faces when i would do the reveal but after, you screwed with them the whole time yeah, yeah. it's like because they're invested in it at that time yeah. in what i'm saying they believe yeah. everything i'm saying right and they like you know what you, i mean and then they're like dude yeah shit. uh-huh so it's just man i wish because i have you know you record just about every set that i do but i wish i had a camera facing the crowd when i do that and like their faces is just like yeah yeah and i forgot, I caught some of it on camera you know yeah. when people are like you know say you're sitting next to somebody and you're like to, you know to your friend you're like yeah you know yeah it's it's, it's oh man it's, Dude, it's that's golden. so great it's golden it's like a it's like a punchline. yeah uh but like 
even bigger than that because mm-hmm. it's like a reveal yeah a big a punchline is a surprise yeah like, that's a pretty big one plus <laughs> you're already laughing dude you know what's messed up man so some places that i go but i'm just trying to try out stuff you have to remember like if i'm never planning on seeing these people again i could just you try, try whatever yeah so some places i'll go i would talk like this i would do the whole set just like this they will not know anything different right, you know, right, they right. don't know i lived in alabama for all my whole life from preschool <laughs> on up right. you know i've done this whole thing so i'll go up there and i'll like like for instance little rock arkansas i was there and i did my whole set just like this but i didn't do the reveal at the end uh-huh. so after like the mic and stuff i'm talking to other people but i'm talking just like this i'm staying in character the character whole time the set. <laughs> people they will ask me questions like uh they ask me like uh like what do you miss most about because they think i just got here right <laughs> they don't know <laughs> and i'll tell them uh like in arkansas i told them you know the thing i miss the most is the food uh-huh. the food because in nigeria we don't have this company you all call uh i think you call it pita pita <laughs> You know, where you want to uh, restrict all the meat that we eat. So, we eat a... Pita. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I tell them, you know, we eat all kinds of different meat. We, the, the antelope. Uh, my favorite meat ever is zebra. Yes, I actually said this. That yeah. I told her that do we eat zebra. Do they eat zebra? No, we don't no. eat no zebra. <laughs> yeah. But I'm telling people this. See, I'm just, exactly. I, I would eat that shit up. But yeah, if I'm like, if I'm telling you this and I've stayed in character the whole time, you know, and I'm telling you that we eat yeah. like uh, barbecue gazelle yeah. and, and uh, you know, sweet and sour zebra meat, you know, yeah. you just believe this stuff. And I'm just going along with it and everything. And oh, man, it's hilarious. And it takes everything out of me not to bust out laughing in their face. Yeah. Yeah. But it's. Do you tell them at the end? No, I don't. <laughs> there are still people in different parts of the country that think yeah. I talk just like these. They yeah. don't know that I talk just like this so for People, freaking idiots. Well, I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. They don't know any better, but man, people believe I'm, anything, man. Know you know, yeah, and then yeah. I'm saying it all with a straight face. So. Yeah. yeah, but it, it kind of helps me, you know, that that character. So yeah, absolutely, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so you married? No, not married. No, um, forty years old, not married. Yeah, what's never your had any kids? That? Uh marriage like is to be married. Marriage is good. Uh, if you find the right one, you know what I mean. Um, Still I mean, out there You're on the dating apps. You're no, no, no. So me and my girlfriend have been together for a while. So, oh, so you got yeah. a girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've been together for a while. I mean, not married, but you know, yeah, we're we're good. We're we're good. We're in a good space. You know what I mean? Uh, not in a rush to get married or anything like that. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah. So she's back in Alabama when? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, uh, when I'm. This, when I'm flying out, you know, different places or whatever, you know, I fly out to come see me and stuff. So, okay. yeah. It's mm-hmm. a good set. How long have you been together? Uh, man, how long have we been together? Well, I met her in 2013. Okay. Now, we were together in 2013. I definitely wasn't looking for a girlfriend. She wasn't looking for a boyfriend at that time. But we didn't actually get together until, like, maybe 2017, something like okay. that. Like, even though we met in 2013, we didn't actually even wham. You know, keeping a PG to like probably 2016, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just one of those things like she was really cool. Yeah. She was different from other girls. Uh-huh. And it wasn't you just like. just clicked? Like, yeah, we just sort of clicked. On a, on a friendship level first? Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, I would say it was organic, but it was something like organic. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know. I'm taking all the work. mental notes I can right now. Oh, man. They, trust me. You know, I'm not no expert on it now. 
Nah, mean, you're in a stable relationship. That's an expert <laughs> to me, bro. I, uh, stable this week. Who knows the next? No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, yeah, I, I ask because you know I'm uh, I'm I'm single. I was uh, the last relationship was right before COVID. Okay, but you know I kind of feel a lot different now because mm-hmm. quitting alcohol and doing comedy, and you know I feel like in a much better place mm-hmm. but i saw a comic do a joke do you drink alcohol yeah yeah now th- this is just i don't know why you gave me water in a cup like this it makes it look like i'm drinking well uh, you bet i'm an idiot i don't know what kind of <laughs> glasses dishes to have i don't know i don't know yeah, i need water woman. in a I cup a for uh liquor or something they probably think it's vodka in here or something it's straight water man yeah yeah that looks like something you put bourbon in or yeah whatever but it's all good so anyway after i quit alcohol and started doing like i uh I don't know. I uh, dating and and everything like that was different. I feel like alcohol helps with dating. You think so? Oh yeah. I think people. I think most people are together because of alcohol. I saw another comic do a bit about this, and I'm actually jealous. I haven't done a bit about it, but you know, you, you go out for wine, takes the edge off. Aphrodisiac, little hookup action. Uh-huh. You do that a few times. Don't see anybody else. You know. I don't know. I overthink a lot. You know, you're always aware of stuff. And you're okay. Like, yeah. So I've I've dated on and off since, but haven't. Uh, I'm I'm more hesitant to like you know commit to one person right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. But that, what you said about it being kind of like organic and kind of like somebody that just yeah just clicked it was it was easy didn't feel weird just was like yeah yeah because I, I mean I wasn't I like, I like talking to her I like spending time with her yeah especially if like not in a rush I wasn't looking for a relationship you know what I mean yeah. She wasn't looking for one. It just then over the years, it just whatever. It's just like yeah, happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crystalia has a joke about that. The joke is, "Love is, I guess." <laughs> I guess. Like, okay. You wanna you wanna go out? I guess. You wanna move in together? I guess. <laughs> you wanna get married? I guess. Sure. Yeah. And that's that's how it happened. So maybe that's maybe that's the secret. I don't know. Yeah, don't don't take my advice. I'm I'm definitely not no expert. So. Nah, man, you're doing great. I love it. Um, so, uh, seven thirty. We got to head to the comedy zone. Okay. Or I do. I don't know. Are you? you uh, I don't know. I might go up there. I don't know. What? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I will. But I hate going up there dressed like this, man. I feel like I'm so overdressed, <laughs> man. You know. Well, I think you're looking good, man. Yeah, but I guess just go up there and do the do the Nigerian accent <laughs> out of the gate. Okay. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I love that but uh but yeah man anything else that uh anything you want to shout out i usually ask that towards the end right? shout out yeah are you are you an active social media guy man doing... I'm, re- I'm really not i guess i should people tell me i need to be more because i have a facebook that's it i don't mm. really post very much though you know okay. what i mean i don't have an instagram no twitter no no place to find your comedy no youtube I, channel no i mean i the youtube channel that's link to my email address and i got some videos on there and people want to see a video and i'll you know shoot them a link or something yeah. like that but i don't really you try to- nonchalant you bet is this is great this is what you're supposed to be <laughs> it is yeah i'm sure it doesn't help your comedy career though being well, this nonchalant but i mean you know. like watch my shit like you know i uh yeah i mean you can add me on facebook but nah but if you send me a random friend request i won't respond because <laughs> i don't know you so <laughs> don't follow him 
Don't, I mean, don't even do it. Don't even look them up. You won't be able to spell the name anyway. It'll uh, be, there's only one of me, though. There's only one. This side of the Atlantic Ocean. There might be a few more yeah, on the other yeah, side yeah, of the yeah, world. Yeah. But, yeah. so um, I want to ask you. I usually I, – I had asked some closing questions like this before. But uh, mm-hmm. what's your biggest um, regret in life? Mm. You don't have to pick a heavy one, actually. If you don't want to. Biggest regret in life. Yeah. Do you have anything you regret you wish you would have done differently? I wish I would have done differently. Yeah. The only thing I can think of, and it's not really a big regret because I don't regret it, though. Okay. But one thing that I probably would have done differently. Um. So my, I didn't start college right after high school. I was sort of did my own thing, you know what I mean, dumb, young, mm-hmm. doing different stuff or whatever, right? And when uh, my last year in college, I was making like 65 grand. Wow. Okay. Yeah, my last year in college, like when I just pretty much just stopped going to class. Yeah. And uh, I was working, I was an independent distributor at this time, and that's just a fancy way to say I was a bread delivery guy. But, you know, yeah. I was independent, I owned my truck. Uh, it's kind of a sales gig too, though, right? Because can you grow it? Or? Yeah, you can grow it. You know, it's more of you have territory. Yeah, different stores, restaurants in your territory, whatever. But I was making a lot of money, and I was making more money because I didn't start college right after uh, high school. I was making more money than all my friends that started college right after high school and getting jobs making thirty, yeah. forty grand, fifty yeah. grand. And I'm like, man, I'm making more than this. Yeah. Like, well, who needs school? Yeah, I beat the system. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, who needs school, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of manual labor, and I'm 40 now. I don't want to be doing, you know, I wouldn't, couldn't see myself doing that now. But at the time, I really wished I would have had somebody kicking me in the butt saying, yeah. like, you dumbass, don't quit yeah. school. You know what I mean? And I think about, I look back at it now, I'd be a dentist yeah. if I never. <laughs> Is you that know, what you would have done? Yeah, if, that's, if, what was, that's what I was going to do, it? yeah. Wow. So I can't say I regret it because, I mean, I like what I do now. Mm-hmm. I get to travel, mm-hmm. see a lot of different stuff. I mean, I've done comedy all around the United yeah. States. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's tough to do that as a dentist, I think. Yeah. You got your own office. You got to be there. Yeah. Right? But I'd make good money. Yeah. No dentist works evening times. Uh-huh. You off whenever you want. You know what I mean? Off every weekend. Yeah. You know, I, but I can't see myself working in people's mouths all day now. So, yeah. You know, yeah, that's a little nasty. Maybe it worked out for the for the best. I'm still. You know, How old were you when you decided to go back to school? Man, I don't know. I was probably 20, 21. Okay, so 22. you didn't have too much of a hiatus there. No, not too much of a hiatus. You know, it wasn't straight after high school. You mm-hmm. know, but that's a that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Getting that four year degree is uh, mm-hmm. is important. I think. Yeah, it's it's important. It, I've, I but I mean, because I'm a I'm a college dropout. Okay, so I mean, I never went back and finished. But I mean, I do pretty pretty well for myself. Yeah, you know, yeah, certainly yeah. not rich or anything. I, you know, I'm not really hurting, not living paycheck to paycheck or mm-hmm. anything. But I tell you what, having a degree could have opened up a lot more doors, even in you know the field that I'm in. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. uh, took me a while to get to where I'm at, but I mean, I'm 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 I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, not a big regret, but. I probably would have changed that. But then again, if I would have changed that, a lot of other things wouldn't have fell into place. Yeah. So. Yeah, the broken road. Yeah. It's a country yeah. song. God bless the broken road. 
I don't know that one. Let but. me straight to you. It's a country song. Yeah, I know country songs. Country sucks, yeah. dude. I hate country. I you like, do? Yeah, I hate oh, everything man. southern. So Dang. <laughs> You're a hater, man. <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> There's some country. I like, I like Yankee. old school country. Yeah, I'm a Yankee. Darn I'm Yankee. a stupid Yankee. Don't listen to anything I say. It's <laughs> all kidding. But Okay, best piece of advice. Best you've ever piece of received advice? or advice you maybe have for other people. You, the college thing is kind of a advice thing too. But okay, best piece of one. advice. All right, so this is going to get a little vulgar, but not too vulgar. Okay. So I give you two pieces of advice. Two pieces of advice. All right. So the best advice that I ever got. You know, I'm gonna give you three. How about? Can three. I do three? Let's close with three. I three. Love it. All right. So. My buddy, Mike Washington, shout out to you, Mike. His dad, Mr. Washington, was an old Vietnam veteran, you know, and even after we graduated and stuff, like, I would still go back and see him. He was just a cool cat, and I was going through it with this girl or whatever. She pretty much got tired of my stuff and kicked me to the curb. Okay. Then that's when I figured, oh, I love you, but, you know, I didn't love her. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I didn't love her. I was just used to her. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was used to how things were and didn't want that to stop. But anyway, but he told me something. He said... (laughs) He says some other mama's got a nice daughter. You know what I mean? Because I was, I thought I was in love after she kicked me to the curb because I was doing her wrong. You know what I mean? And, you know, I was all like, oh, I need her. I want her. Be with her forever. But he's like, you know, some other mama's got a nice daughter. And I didn't know what he meant. And he broke it down to me like, what's her mama's name? Say her mom's name was Betty. All right. What's her mom's name? Betty. Some other mama's got a nice daughter. It ain't got to be Betty's daughter. It's going to be somebody's daughter. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. that's the first piece of advice. Okay. The second yeah, one. Don't be a bitch, guys. <laughs> that's basically. All right. Yep. Yeah. And you have to remember, women outnumber us. Was it like three to one in the whole world? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Some other mama's got a nice daughter. Some other mama's got a nice daughter. Yeah. The second piece of advice. This is. All right. So uh, I got to make sure I say this the right way. So. Uh. uh a smart man learns from his own mistakes. All right. A wise man learns from the, from the mistakes of others. Okay. And a stupid man don't never learn shit. Okay. <laughs> now, yeah. you can't always be a wise man. Okay. But you can choose to be a smart man. Okay. So at least you can do if you can't learn from other people's mistakes is learn from your own learn mistakes. Your own. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A stupid man don't never learn shh. Yeah. 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 So yeah. That's, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the third piece of advice, and this is just for me, and I'm not saying you should never give a fuck, okay? I'm not saying you should never give a fuck, but a lot of times in life, you have to have a pocket full of fucks, and don't give any of them out. So, I stay with a pocket full of fucks, because I don't give any out. <laughs> You know, some people, because you you start out with only so many fucks each day. Yeah. Sometimes some people give away all their fucks by lunchtime. Yeah. End of the day, I still got a, quite yeah. a few. Like, my pockets are full now. Yeah. 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 So, especially dealing with comedy. Yeah. You just have to not give a, f- yeah. Keep a pocket full. Don't give any out. Yeah. I've given way too many fucks in my life. Yeah. And see, where did you giving all those fucks get you? It got me to bottom to start comedy. <laughs> I've been keeping fucks since I started. Got to keep. Got to keep your fucks. I think your, your pockets look pretty full now. Yeah, your pockets look pretty full. Yeah, it's a jog. Now don't drop any fucks. It's my, it's my vape. Don't drop any fucks reaching in it now. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. No, I give it a fuck, dude. That's that's classic, man. Yeah, I you, think a lot of people are too afraid. They they too afraid of what other people think about anything in life. You just have to keep your fucks. You quit giving them out. That's right. So good stuff, man. Dude, right. thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Check you bet out. You're in Greenville for how much longer? Uh, I'm here till like first week of November. First week of November. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. may come out right as you're about to leave. But okay. either way, check this guy out if you're mm-hmm. around. Very funny on stage. Good guy to talk to. All right. Thanks All right. for listening, everybody. All right. Appreciate you having me. Bye.